The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Get ready to find your free will from your roots in the stars. Rose Minahan, host of Talk Cosmos. So glad to meet you once again. Today is Earth Day, a total signification that the sun has orbited into its cycle of Taurus. Taurus is a fixed energy. It's the second house after Aries that we spoke of for two weeks. During our program, Taurus is going to be for five weeks, we'll have plenty of time to look at all the ramifications, all the subtleties, the depths of Taurus. Ultimately, it stands for Earth, the land, it's Venus is the goddess that actually influences it with love, and why not? Here we have life itself, the survival of life in its form. And what better holds life together than love? Scientifically, it's proven through various shows how, that I've watched anyway, on Nova and whatnot, that the symmetry, the beauty, exemplifies that force, that attraction, that Venus uh, contains in its energy to, to attract life. To perpetuate it. It takes a lot of strength to continue that energetic form that forms into a fixed earth or represented by earth. Remember, all of this is symbolic. So today is Earth Day. Amazingly, just in the last few days, I've heard quite a few wonderful programs. Again, Nova is one of my favorite shows, my husband's. And there's been... Uh, talk about the land itself. One of them being in India, how people have banded together to combat lands that have been devoid of water by planting trees. People re-propagating, uh, uh, you might say, the earth itself so that the rainwater could come down and fall into the natural ponds, allowing farming, allowing animals, spaceships. I also have a little blurb that comes up about spaceships at space.org.com, rather, pardon me. And the, the, there's, we're orbiting at the moment, um, and the feedback was, it smells good. And I thought, okay. And then I realized, hey, Taurus is the body, Taurus. And the body has a language that we will probably discuss somewhat today or in the next few weeks. But also the senses. And this was a life support system. It's a very contained system. And so, of course, life support, that's Taurus. It smells good. That's one of the senses. It's an important feature and interesting how life perpetually 
reflects our cosmos. And these are in very concrete ways. Taurus is a very material, physical form. It is form. Yet it is that integration of the spirit with the form, the body language that we so find necessary to, to unify. I'm going to, oh, I'm always wanting to introduce our speaker. We have a wonderful speaker today. But I am reminding the program in general that this is a conversation about archetypes, the language of the stars, and it's we're systematically going through the horoscope. It started with Aries, the beginning, the motion that started, and now it's fixing from cardinal motion to the fixed form of Taurus that is body is the land, our senses, our sense of survival, our resources, our talents, what we possess, our finances, all these things of, of self-sustaining nature. And the polarity, because there's always an axis, is Scorpio. And this leads me to introduce Jeff Peters, an astrologer. In fact, he is the lively astrologer, the liveliest astrologer. He's a master evolutionary astrologer of shamanic technique. Shamanic technique actually introduces the scorpionic polarity of Taurus because as every strength we find a weakness and we need to balance and gain that wisdom from there. Jeff is an incredible knowledge of his own with insights and I'm going to introduce him now. Hi Jeff. Hi Sue. <laughs> and a hi to all the kiddles out there. No matter what your age are, you are all kids. We are all kids. <laughs> yeah, that's a blessing. It is. There's always a chance to grow more. Yes, process into ourselves. It's so true. I've given a lot of thought about the shamanic part of, of your introduction because uh, the language, the the... the at last week, we discussed Chiron entering Aries, which it will last for four and a half years. And for those that are not so involved with astrology, there are cycles. Actually, That's a it'll be eight years. Oh, really? Oh, it's, a, it's got because of the elongation. Yeah. Wonderful. Aries well, is we'll the sign that it is, it is in the longest. Okay. And opposite so, from that, short. Two years, one year in part. Well, then this shamanic process, because there are linked energies of how to find our body language, how to perceive our greater self by going within, which is a chironic energy, but for the Taurus soul. Uh, do you have uh, perhaps favorite uh, habits or or tools that you use in the process of integrating body and soul? I would probably say it would be some form of meditation and people get images of people doing meditating, sitting there, you know, in lotus position with their fingers and thumb in <laughs> perfect circles and stuff and I 
I'm an Aquarius. Triple Aquarius, I would throw that out the window so fast because meditation is more a state of consciousness that you can be in at any moment that you choose. You can, no matter what you're doing, is, you know, it's the ability or the technique of being able to just be open to what is going on around you. That is meditation in a nutshell. Jeff, that really is beautiful because it gets back to our free will. Once we're aware of the moments and the choices that we have and whether we want to be followed by habit. A a moon shadow. (laughs) Ah, like the song, yes. And music, that's a huge part of this, this, this. this body language that our rhythm just in our body we have the heartbeat we have such a an amazing wealth of, of, of resources in us yes so music that's right moon shadow I've got a couple of things that I, w- I could start out here to you know tickle the thought processes, but mostly to tickle the heart of people because uh, I think that the mind is really a vehicle that should rightly be under the control of our hearts. But just in the process of considering archetypes, uh, a friend of mine who is uh, no longer with us, Kelly Lee Phipps, I spent a bunch of time with him, and he basically shared some very unique uh, perspective on the whole field of archetypes, which I think might be a, a good way to jump off here because the term archetype comes from uh, arcane and typos. And arcane is something original or something ancient. And typos is a kind of thing or images. And just from the word arcane, uh, arcus comes from it, which means to govern. So when you put those three things together, you end up with a phrase like uh, the original governing images of the universe or of the divine, depending on what your take on the celestial reality is. Uh, Very powerful to consider uh, when we're looking at astrology is what is your actual engagement with the different planetary call them archetypes I call them beings because everything is energy we're energy the planet we live on is an energy form all the planets that surround us in the celestial sphere are energy beings and this is where the transition between basic mundane type astrology and the shamanic side comes in in that there is an engagement with absolutely every aspect of the energy surround that we occupy. Planets are no less a part of that consideration. And I've got so much stuff in my head. (laughs) Oh, you have triggered a lot. And I, this is right up my alley. I, First of all, because energy never gets destroyed, it's only recycled. And what we can't see doesn't mean that it's not there. Helen Keller couldn't speak, but when she had the tools, she communicated. I think she wrote a book. 
it's just fabulous and I agree we it's an expansion the uh, I had I had a dream the other night actually just a couple nights ago I think I suspect it was my helping spirits tapping into being ready for this particular uh, engagement that we're having right now and in this dream I found myself on a a merry-go-round and I went okay I'm looking at this merry-go-round and I got the images of these different beings around on this merry-go-round and at first you know I saw things like dragons and horses and elephants and (laughs) all kinds of things and then it, they morphed, and they all became horses, different kinds of horses. We had our Sagittarian horse, a centaur. And I, you know, I'm immediately, I'm thinking Chiron, the flying horse, uh, uh, and, uh, and different kinds of horses. I, I, th- I saw the, uh, the Taurus horse, since we, you know, I, I think of Taurus as, because we all have all 12 of these signs in our makeup in some fashion, and what we're focusing on is Taurus right now because the sun just went into Taurus uh, yesterday, is that we are looking f- to find our garden. That is, you know, essential Taurus, the uh, mother nature, the, the nurturer of the earth, the druid, the gardener, uh, the chef. These are all very sh- dynamic, archetypal Taurian uh, beings. And as I'm sitting on this uh, uh, merry-go-round, going around, I all of a sudden I got the vision of my planetary helpers, you know, which are, you know, we got the Pluto and the Neptune and the Mars and Venus and Mercury. They're all doing this dance around this merry-go-round as it's going around, and they shifted positions so that they were all occupying uh, geometric realities on that wheel that are related to where the planets are right now I found myself over on the other side of the wheel where there are no planets over there in Virgo land and uh, Leo land and it was like all the planets are kind of weighing heavily on the other side of the merry-go-round <laughs> yes they I've yes they are indeed I've noticed that in fact just on the chart for today and this is they are all on the west side so that is, according to Edmund Jones, um, where we're giving out information, where we're just, sh- which we are, we're just sharing it. It, it is, but I, that's such a wonderful dream. Well, uh, it, very, it morphed from there because all of a sudden there was an accelerating process taking place on this merry-go-round. And as I was observing this, it was like other characters started to show up to try and uh, be on these different horses doing the different things and as we accelerated what was taking place is people were being ejected (laughs) off of their horses and flying off the merry-go-round and i was called to uh, remind myself and remind everybody that is paying attention to this visual image that there is only one place that you want to be and that is in the center because from the center you can observe everything that's going on and you won't be pitched off into the ethers <laughs> into who knows where as you know and that that grounding effect that taurian grounding effect where we actually can tune into 
what it is that where our feet are planted is such a dynamic energy to pay attention to right now. And as you mentioned, throwing in the Scorpio side of this equation is a vital thing. And uh, people who are just getting the hang of learning astrology may not recognize that there are these axes that run across the chart between Aries and Libra and Taurus and Scorpio and Gemini and Sagittarius. Well, the axes are uh, they're an energy uh, cord that stretches across the, the celestial zodiac. And the reason that they're there, people say, oh, I can't get along with that opposite sign over there. Well, when we come in, in this case, as a Taurus, you know, the information that's going to be provided to us from that Scorpio thing where we have, you know, transformers and investigators, researchers, shamans and inventors and sorcerers is there's a perspective coming to the Torian person who is trying to find that comfort zone within themselves that is vital for them to pay attention to because it will draw them up out of a potentially uh, challenging uh, position where they're not getting the input that they need. They need that, in, that, that perspective that Scorpio presents to them, just like Scorpio, because Scorpio is, you know, the mystery of life. Well, the mystery of life needs a foundation to work from, and there is Taurus down there. The mystery of life's foundation is in uh, how tuned in. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Being tuned in, I'm reminded on shamanic journeys, one of the things is to really, uh, what I do anyway, is I fabricate a an anchor, and I allow the anchor to be pitched out, and and it dives down deep into the center core of planet Earth, and that anchor is a vital lifeline for being able to shamanically journey, or, you know, when I'm doing charts with people, it's like, I've got the planetary being sitting on my shoulders saying things in my ears, you know, don't forget this. Don't forget that. I'm oh, like, yeah. hold on, buddy. We can only do, I only got one tongue. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah. Boy, I'm, uh, let's see, what was I going to, I have my little notes here. You've been just really um, presenting a, a perfect thing. But, but uh, that's okay. What I'm, what was I thinking here? I'm thinking access stretches. Um, yeah, the. I I got another one for you while you're thinking. Okay, very this good. Is, this is back to our Kelly Lee Phipps information boy. Uh, where did astrology come from? It came from the two phrases astro and logos. And astro means heavens, and logos is a language or creative force. So therefore, we have. Astrology meaning the creative force or language of the universe. Not that different than the archetype that we talked about before. And those energies that we are invited to participate in. And I think that's a good way to put it because the, we're surrounded by this energy all the time and we are energy. But in order to tap into the aspects of what is required for each of us to grow, we need to put up our antenna and listen very carefully to what the messages are arriving 
from the surround that we find ourselves in in any moment. And I think that that goes back to the uh, free will consideration because a lot of people have, they've got a, a direction that they've decided that they need to go in and they like put blinders on and say, okay, I need to be there. And, you know, and everything is so focused on the being there that they miss out on the dynamic reality of where they're at right in that moment. And, right. and if they were, would just kind of pull back their energy just a little bit and look around, they might discover that that fixated idea that they were heading for has nothing to do with what it is that's really going on in their life. And they will discover that they probably have more other opportunities to go in different directions that will change the reality of their free will to not be so uh, staid and sedentary. Oh, very earthy. <laughs> well, <laughs> very this <Taurus. laughs> brings it, yes, and it brings it right back, um, Jeff, right to what I was trying to piece together so to tie in. Because that comfort zone, you know, to create Taurus is that energy that strives to create more form and a consistency of experience that, that engenders or allows for greater, stronger life. But the fact is, which you've been bringing up you know, through the scorpionic and again of this free will choice of, of what direction we're going, we get into as uh, the, the fact is, is that we are social people we are our own self has limits we have limited resources eventually and so it is that teeter-totter well it's not really a teeter-totter but that ping-pong over to the opposite side where one's exchanging resources looking around and so remembering that balance is is important for the charian person and so it does relate very much to how we use our free will that that if we can keep our eye on the target and keep going in that path, but yet rem remembering, oh, maybe uh, there's a weakness here or lack of resources, so how can one receive uh, and, and shift a little bit? Because in the long run, you still have that vision. It's almost like sailing a boat with, with the winds and the jib and the rudder, although I know these parts. I haven't actually sailed myself so much, but you have to keep working the the sails in order to get to the land or wherever else you're going well this is true <laughs> yeah to get the food yes sail on <laughs> silver moon <laughs> thank you <laughs> yeah um, and uh, you know right now because we have that nice beautiful opposition between the moon and uh, mars they're they're only a degree apart but uh, across the cancer capricorn axis of the chart it uh moon is how we feel it's in cancer so it's at home so the for all of us right now that particular archetype is in play we feel much more dynamically when the moon is at home the opposition to mars up there in capricorn is kind of like oh yeah we got a little bit of an extra energy on board here that mars is bringing into the equation that we need to pay attention to so what are the kind of things that we can feel right now while Mars is opposed to, I mean, while the moon is opposed to Mars is that it, it isn't necessarily a 
a laid back kind of lunar experience because the Mars energy opposite it is saying, you know, don't get too comfortable because I am going to spark you with something entertaining and you will need to be alive to receive it and use it effectively. Well, in that respect, I was noticing too the, the, the transits for today and particularly because it relates back to, well, at any rate, the fact is, is that because we're in Taurus and Venus is that influential planet, it's trying Mars and Pluto, as a matter of fact, which happen to be together. So that really adds this wonderful feature to, as you say, our emotional the opposition of, of our energy, the cycles, like we want to, time's up in a way is what the message keeps coming across. But there, and there is a supportive energy that says, okay, but how are we, what are our values? Like today with Earth, Earth Day, what are the values for our environment? What are the, the, the because I happen to get a little, another little post by Uplift, and it was saying, what if we had a a world where we, boy, what was it? Anyway, but, but, but the fact was is that if we had a strong planet that was healthy and, and supportive of us. And so it is those values of um, how do we get our energy? How do we utilize the, the, the soil? Because soil, and here I am jumping off to another factor, is, is that soil actually can contain twice as much carbon and it can take it from the atmosphere. And it is that carbon in the atmosphere that's the dioxide that is dioxide. It's two of the oxygen molecules that is that synthesis between plants and it puts it into the earth and the earth holds it. But we can heal. We can actually, as people, begin to have action Paris Talks, I noticed, brought that up, that just by healing the earth, by putting more compost on the earth, feeding, planting, like the, I mean, the farmers put red clover and, or uh, um, alfalfa to get the nutrients, you know, having a health, it brings that carbon balance, changes it, and we might collectively work towards having a, a, a better uh, world. So it gets back to, I'll leave it on this, what if we had gardens? Our lawns were alfalfa gardens or red clover or something of that nature. I don't know if a dog could romp on it and kids could play ball on it, but still it's something to consider. So it is back to those values. What are these values? I, one of the probably more dynamic uh, interchanges that we can have with planet earth is to go out barefoot upon the land and actually reach down and allow our hands to grab a handful of dirt feel it kind of whatever kind of soil you happen to have there maybe it's sand it just kind of brims back out but there's an energy exchange that transpires in any of these moments and Considering so many aspects of the Taurus and 
the fact that we're on uh, what is it a Mother Nature Day or something like that. Mm-hmm. The experience of standing in a wind, sticking your feet in water, feeling the breeze, listening to the wind move through the tree branches, or the birds calling from wherever they happen to be, trying to remind us, there's a hell of a lot going on. Do you want to come out and participate with us? Please, please be a part. (laughs) Oh, Jeff, that is it. Which also, at this hour, we introduce an invitation to the audience. Please call us, 888-298-5569. For the next 15 minutes, it will be a little uh, announcement. And immediately after that, Jeff and I will continue talking. But if anybody has any thoughts, questions they want to ask, either one of us, or if one has a chart, we can do a minor consultation on your chart. And uh, uh, we'll need your birth data, and that will be asked for. But call us, 888-298. Five five six nine. Yes, I have almost fifty years of astrology under my belt, so I know a little bit. But Ha-ha. I don't know it all, and I know I never will. <laughs> but I'm okay with that. take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. We're currently in the period of Taurus. By leaving a cycle based upon initiation, the energy of Taurus integrates spirit into a solid form of matter that is tangible and physical. It's an earth sign, concerned with self-sufficiency and the values to maintain the strength of a life form throughout its survival. Hi, this is Liz Machette, astrologer, tarotist, Reiki master teacher, and you're listening to Talk Cosmos on Alternative Talk 1150 AM, where we discuss the meaningfulness of our roots in the stars. Hello, we are back again, and the phones are open. Remember, that's 888-298-5569. Jeff Peters and Sue Rose Minahan. We're glad to answer any questions or just talk, just share what you have to. In the meantime, we'll continue on, but we're... Hi, Jeff. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually Skyping from Hawaii. It's just amazing. Uh, It's... the. The weather isn't much different in some ways. It's been gray. But the energy, talk about shamanic interest. They have many, many legacies and, and massage, you know, the lomi lomi, all these wonderful body techniques that that we can work with our body. I loved how you really reminded people to ho, ho, feel, ho, sense. Yeah, <laughs> ho'oponopono. Yes, absolutely. Pretty powerful medicine. Yeah, I figured if nothing else, I might get that in my brain by being here or my soul. <laughs> we can do it anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I, I, and I do. I do, yes. So 
I do. I agree. But participating with our senses, feeling, connecting, listening to how we talk, our body talks to us. That's, um, yes, fear. one tongue, two ears, two eyes, but most importantly, one heart. And yes, that heart is so friggin' potent. People have no idea what can be accomplished by a clear and vibrant heart connection. That's speaking Venus, too. That's absolutely the intersection. If you think of chakras, as we know, there's the heart is right in the center. It Looks like we seven. might have one call in from a Mary. Oh, good. Or Marie. She's a Libra, October 8th, 1954. October 8th, 1954. Well, let's see. I'll get the information here so that we can, I can. Uh, I just will talk to it off the top of my head just because. Uh, but does she have a question? That's what I'd like to know. Beats me. I know that yeah, we uh, need, she's got. Well, I think she'll talk. She'll she'll be talking yeah. pretty quick, so we won't tell too much of her. Well, she's the other Venus sign, so, you know. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. Well, very important. They, they relate. So I'm going to set this up. Hi, Mary. Are you there? Oh, uh, yeah, it's Marie. Oh, Marie. Beautiful name. Yeah. Okay, pardon. Thank you. Hi, Marie. Hi. Yes. I'm so glad you're calling. What were you uh, yeah. thinking? Hey, by the way, your uh, show is really great. I I was so excited to hear both of you talking, and I thought, ooh, I like their show, so thank you so much. Indeed. Well, this is, it is exciting, and I'm glad it, it's, it's being received, because really <laughs> what we have, we want to share in life, and so thank you. Thank did you. Did you have a question? Yeah, did you have a question that you thinking of how uh, well kind of I thought it, so I was I was um, you know listening to the show and then working at the same time uh, cleaning horse poop <laughs> and we were picking it up and so uh, I wasn't really thinking about asking anything but then you guys invited it in and said something about a mini chart reading and <clears throat> I guess my compelling question would be I have been trying and trying and trying to get a YouTube um, uh, a YouTube uh, channel going, and uh, I it's difficult because I have a horse issues. So I've been dealing with that and working, and trying to couch in the time is just really challenging. Um, so I guess if there's any way you can deduce from my chart whether or not that is going to finally happen. And again, you were saying you work with, was it horses? Is that what you said? I couldn't quite, yeah, pardon me? I have a, yeah, I have a horse rescue. And so I take care of my horses. And basically, it's been interrupting my time to do uh, YouTube. I want to do YouTube and a YouTube channel. And uh, it's it just trying to find the time, it gets really frustrating um, because uh, sometimes I feel like, is it ever going to happen? 
Yes. Uh, okay, no, I... That I work. Okay. Actually, what it is is that for some reason this won't pull up. However, have you I got can the say... G- have you got a Gmail account? You know what? No, I... Let me see. Well, no, uh, no, Mary... No, Sue. Does Marie have oh. a Gmail account? Uh, no, I, I do. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I, I do, but I never check it. I actually use my um, MSN account. Well, the, oh, you know what I think? Here, just a sec. I think I've got it, Jeff. Hold on. Yeah, the reason why I brought up the Gmail account is because if you have a Gmail account, you've automatically got a YouTube channel. Oh, no, no. I have a YouTube channel. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. I, no, she... Um, well, I'm just, you know, just looking at the time, I don't have your chart in front of me, but seeing that you're born at 2 a.m. in the morning, and I'm guessing that you've got either a Leo or a Cancer ascendant, but you've got your chart in front of you. Uh, I've got a well, Virgo. Oh, here it is. My ascendant is actually Virgo, and my moon is Aquarius, and my Venus is Scorpio. I've got it pulled up, Jeff, and it is it is a 25-degree Leo rising, and Pluto's right at that. Well, um, I was kind of, but uh, my rising, my uh, rising is actually Virgo, unless I can change. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Y- no, yes, it's my, fact. It's, uh, my apologies. No, it uh, says my 25. Apologies. Are you sure that it's... I was kind of going off the top of my head about what time it was. I thought it was 2 oh. a.m., but I'm okay, October so 8th, 1954, and... Um, well, you and, have to but, take off an hour, which makes it 1 a.m., which is the possibility for shifting that to Virgo. Okay, so that's just fine. However, okay, so as far as time, so getting back now, oh, and I'll just tell Jeff, though, uh, the moon is in Aquarius. Right. Uh And the sun is in the second house. And a lot of it's down below the chart with, Uranus and Jupiter in the 12th house. What's so, the topic matter of your YouTube? I'm sorry, what was that? What is the topic matter of your YouTube that you're trying to put out there? Uh, basically, uh, raising consciousness, uh, doing the energy work, uh, uh, dream interpretation, um, you know, uh, everything to do with consciousness. And, and uh, raising a vibrational frequency. Popular topic. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Marie, what comes to mind is another study that I'm doing, and that's for manifestation. Manifestation, which is exactly the process. And sometimes it's not that it's wrong. It's just the tools that we're using. And it is the priorities in time management. We know all that. And so... There is another outside of astrology, although I know we're talking astrology here, is using color as a a tool. And gold, interestingly, because I've been sitting with a person named Dougal Fraser for color certification, actually. And it is a matter of this uh, metaphysical process of taking do you do any kind of meditation at all oh yeah i was a PM meditator for yeah well i would think so years. okay mm-hmm. good so using gold and cosmos energy coming from through through your chakras from the head all the way down down to the earth down to the center 
and and sim it's a symbolic of you know light all light is light we're talking about we're not and and or using any props but it manifests it manifests uh, it's a tool it's only a tool and using because i would say that the because your son's in the second house you it's interesting you did call that and Jeff was mentioning that as a Libra, of course, it's ruled by Venus, which is also because a couple of the planets have dual signs that they rule. And so uh, the form and is very important and the business aspects and, 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 and this. Hey. I would... I, I cast up her chart too, just so I could see what we're talking oh, about. Good. Pluto right on the ascendant. Uh, yes. One one of the factors that uh, you have always run into and will continue to is the fact that there's an intensity that you uh, basically put out there. Uh, it's <laughs> you. It will always be there and as others get to know you because of that Pluto over it sitting right on your ascendant, they're going to pick up on that. And you being a Libra, which is about how you interact with other people, have probably your whole life used that uh, Libra tool to try and find a way to ameliorate the intensity factor that you've got burning in your heart. I mean, it's strong. And the <laughs> need to actually exchange your energy with other people uh, while you're a Libra and want to do that. Let's see, you got the Venus right down there in the, on the IC too. So uh, there's a, this, that's a, that, that in a nice square to the Pluto thing, it, you're and Pluto and the moon right up there on the descendant too. That's a that's a strong signature of of somebody who's got, you know, a lot of stuff to think about, but for a Libra in particular, because that your Venus is essentially in a position where you feel the intensity with everything that you've got, and when you're interacting with other people, that intensity is going to show through. It's just is, mm -hmm. and. Uh, mm -hmm. So as you're inviting people into some form of consciousness consideration, uh, I think the vitality that you're going to be able to draw on the most is if you can hook up very specifically with at least one other individual to assist you in this process of putting that uh, consciousness package together. It's not something that you can do on your own. It's consciousness. Consciousness is we're all a part of it. <laughs> it's, you, that's mm -hmm. the bottom line. And, you know, the vitality of being able to make sure that you're not trying to do this alone is critical. Mm, well, interestingly, interesting. right this second, Mars is having its return, which means that in the cycle when you were born, the sign that it was the thumbprint, the moment that you were born, and, and the, just taking a snapshot of that time, Mars happened to be in Capricorn, and it's returning right to that spot. So this is a moment where your directions, there's so many integral parts. <laughs> and, and actually, as far as this program goes, and trying to give some analysis, 
or feedback or consultation, because again, it's a very brief moment that we're looking at. If, if, we are expanding with this whole idea of how can we relate, because again, we're looking at it from a archetypal element as of right now, it would be, uh, and, and you fit the bill. I mean, I can say that your son right in the second house, you're very tarry into your core. And uh, as far as in, so I, Let's see. I'm looking at that Pluto. I'm hesitating along because <laughs> Pluto, the beautiful thing about Pluto is it wants truth of, of, of the real self at the moment. It's not the authentic self. It's the deep self. And the deep self keeps changing because what it wants soul growth. And that's what's essential to your purpose. And, and also in shining to other people. So if, and it can go through Pluto as it throws off the skin of, of the old existence. It, 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 it toggles, not exactly a toggle with nothing is immediate. I mean, we're talking about growth and decay and, and, and life and, and, and finishing off one form of, of that life expression. And so it's power and powerlessness. And those are, going, those are intricate uh, friends of yours, I would say, if you have intuitiveness, I think what the, the horses might be an avenue. You know, it might be. Have you ever thought of being an animal communicator? <laughs> That's funny. My last astrologer that I used to see had seen that in my chart. And I do, do, do uh, animal communication. I do equine therapy as well. Um, and so, I mean, everything that you're saying is like the gold coming through, um, the top chakra, I do that with my, with my patients basically is bring in the light, um, yes. you know, once they release whatever negative low grade energy is and then re help them to raise their vibrational frequency so they're reconnected to the higher self and feeling one with all that is. Um, and so, yes, the equine therapy, and, and it's interesting you should say that because that's kind of like part of what I've been grappling with because I keep trying to do the YouTube, but the horse rescue takes so much um, energy, and then once in a while I'll have a volunteer on the farm, and then all of a sudden just energetically, you know, the universe unfolds it where I'm to help them energetically, and then I think to myself, well, maybe I should, you know, be... Um, uh, Maybe it's not an accident where I am and combine both of them, you know, more uh, uh, purposely in, uh, you know, doing the work energetically with the horses, putting more energy in that um, piece of it. You know, back to the feeling part, because we only have a few moments here and then we're going to have to go with finishing up. I'm so glad, Marie, you called. Thank you very much. So I hope. But going back to feeling, which is Venus is your, you know, helping that sun, that umbrella that embraces all the parts of us. The, the, it, along with this manifestation idea, what I learned from Dougal was, besides the, because there's all kinds of colors to use, but it's finding that feeling that we feel when we m 
brainstorm all our wonderful ideas of how we're going to manifest something and choosing one step, a small step that aligns us with that feeling because it is gradual. It's like climbing a tree. We go one branch at a time and then we get up to the top of it. And the other thing is use pink, pink, unconditional love, because sometimes we get these little mixed up thoughts in our head that say, nah, nah, why, why, you know, the negative. And, and by us loving ourselves and seeing it, it, that you will, with your passion, I think it will be, but the course of it, like Jeff was also saying, the vision of it may come with all that energy, it may come up in different ways, but a little step by little step. She needs to give people a taste of what home means to her. If she can actually engage that home energy in what it is that she is offering, it will go a very long way. You have both Mars and Venus out of bounds so it, it's not necessarily going to be a readily easy thing for you to do, but home and heart, if you can open up those two avenues with the, your message for awakening people's consciousness, I think that that will probably be the most dynamic vehicle at your avail. Okay. Well, yeah, you, yeah, you hit it on the head, and that's exactly what I do in my private practice. So I want to take that integration, and that's exactly what I do, um, but I want to put it into YouTube where I can reach more masses, so to speak. And so that's kind of the bridge that has been difficult because of my commitment to the horses. So um, that's where, well, you know what I mean? But yeah, yes, try, I am there now. I think... I, Again, I think time-wise, we're going to have to close, but okay. I hope that there's a step. I, it sounds, uh, you know, each format, but but try, very good, Marie. And, you know, if you were interested, we have web, oh, not we have web, I don't know why I keep saying web TV. <laughs> it's not web TV, <laughs> it's top cosmos on the web, right? <laughs> and Jeff is his... Uh, we have different astrologers there, and if you're interested in myself, I'd be glad to to do consultations. But yeah. perhaps now, how do I how do I contact you? Well, you can contact through info at Top Cosmos, and then also our site is ideally we'll have a, 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 a connection. We're just still formulating different things with it, but just email me at that info at okay. Top Cosmos. Well, thank you so much. I love your show. It's so awesome. And um, thanks. It's, you know, you're both pretty right on with what you're picking up. And I guess it's a good confirmation. I'm there. I just got to kind of figure up that next thing about how to um, get it to the next step, I suppose. Like you say, step by step and bring in the goal. Yeah, feel it. Remember, Venus feel it. is feeling. Get that body language and feel and try to exemplify mm -hmm. <laughs> any other thing that makes you experience how you feel with that it's a step yeah. but somehow it's a language it'll talk back with you right absolutely true yeah because it's, it's energy and, and then yep. you feel it and you vibe it in 
she doesn't yeah. feel like the rest of us. <laughs> yeah. Venus out of bound in Scorpio, she's she's got an intense level of feeling that most people go, whoa, how did you get in that close to me so fast? Well, this will be exciting <laughs> once you get to YouTube. So, we'll <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's, that's probably very true. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> well, thank you both. You both doing such great work. Thank you so much. I love your show. Oh, thank and you. And I'll, I'm definitely okay. in contact with you. Okay. Blessings. Well, thank you, Jeff. I've really appreciated this whole venture. This is very exciting. We had our maiden voyage with a wonderful Marie talking to us. And I do hope that always, of course, energy-wise, um, encouraged good directions and if anybody wants to get a hold of Jeff with his shamanic techniques and insights over the many years and his wisdoms look at talk cosmos we're online we have archives by the way and if you go into radio programs past episodes you can re-listen again and Jeff it will be on the site with his site which happens to be astro shifter AstroShapeShifting.com. Oh. Yes, sir. Repeat that <laughs> once more. <laughs> AstroShapeShifting.com. Okay. Next week, we have Dr. John Talevich, an artist and chiropractor based out of Sierra Madre in California. And John speaks of many connections between body and art. Because art is an instinctive language, and it also relates to Venus with the golden ratio. And so there's many more dimensions and directions that Taurus, this whole archetype is so, it forms, it builds. There's a lot to realize with it. We love our audience, and we're really glad that to share this and we will have a uh, mailing list with blogs that if you also sign up for, we'd be glad to share. Yeah. Well, we have <clears> a couple <throat> of minutes. Go ahead. We have about two <clears throat> minutes. Go ahead, I say, woohoo, life is an <laughs> active, happening place, and uh, having the conversations with the planets can be unbelievably exciting uh, because once you recognize that they're having a conversation all the time, and have just been waiting for us to recognize and become a part of that conversation ourselves because it is in that interchange of energy that we share with that larger perspective, that larger sphere of being that is around us, that we can grow and we can actually learn. These are teachers, and uh, it's not something that you're going to find in school, unfortunately. I think they used to teach astrology in school long ago, but somehow it just seems to have slid away, kind of like the shamanic thing. You have to really do some substantial groundwork to step into the shamanic uh, process. And it's it's not like it's a, a learning program so much as it's really more a way of life. It, it really alters the trajectory that one moves in when you step along that path. It is fun, though. It's work, well, but it's fun. I, I think what you're 
this reminds me that listening, it is using our five senses because it is in that access. And how, and by listening to the spaces, listening to the heartbeats, I mean, even in our conversation here, we had some pauses and they're full of life. It's like it allows for the next moment to live. And feeling, how do we really get in touch with feeling? It's also important. I want to remind everybody because now it's time to close. We are on 1150 KKNW. You can hear us online just or through an app, it's 11.50 a.m. It's a radio station here in Seattle, Washington. And we send our blessings. We thank you all. And that's Talk Cosmos. Ciao. (laughs) Ciao. Thank you for listening to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Be sure to tune in next Saturday at 6 p.m. to continue finding your roots in the stars. Receiving audio was via a Skype call.